all the time. He is good. Hallelujah, Lord. Give him a glorious shout. Give him a glorious shout. You're good. You're good. You're good all the time. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory of the Lord. Amen. So do not fear, for you are encamped in the Lord's army. Every single one of you here this day, you are encamped. You have been encamped, for the Lord's army has been encamped all around you. Amen? Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, it says, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Say, do not fear. I will not fear. For I am surrounded by such a great army that there is no power that can come against me. There is no power that can come against my loved ones. And I decree that there is no power that can come against that which concerns me today, which is everything. No power that can come against you. So do, so he says here in verse 16, he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Yes, verses 3 through 6. It says, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. So though you might see an assignment, though you might see or feel or hear or, or, or it's been reported to you, but yet what does the word say? My heart shall not fear. Say, my heart is not going to fear. My mind is not going to fear. I will not fear. The war may rise against me in this. In this very thing will I be confident. Let's move on. The next verse. One thing. This one thing we're going to be confident. What? One thing that I have desired of the Lord. Oh, that I will seek him. Wait a minute, I thought there was an army around you. I thought there was an encampment around you. Yes, but this one thing, my eyes are focused and fixed on this one thing. And therefore I have desired the Lord that I will seek him. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That means I'm going to tabernacle with him. That means I'm going to stay firmly planted, my feet firmly planted in the house of the Lord, in the presence of my King, no matter what assignment may come against me, no matter what I hear, no matter what I feel, no matter what is spoken, I will be firmly planted in the house of the Lord. I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It's not just a season, church. House of glory, it's not just a season, it's all the days. Say all the days. I'm making a divine statement right now. All the days of my life. I will be planted. Dwelling in. Habitating in. In the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. What are you doing in the house of the Lord? You're beholding his beauty. You're looking up, you're saying, oh, Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're wonderful. Spirit of the living God, you are glorious. You are adoring your Lord. You are adoring your Lord to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. How many of you inquire moment by moment in his temple? Oh, we all, we all inquire. We all will go before a holy God and say, Jesus, I need you. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Everyone's asleep, Jesus. But I, but I got up because I just want to be with you. Jesus, the house is quiet right now, but I'm just going to sneak out of bed right now because I can't help myself. Somebody say, I can't help myself. I just need to be with Jesus. I just need to have that quiet time with Jesus. Do you know that's what he loves about you? That's, that's one thing that he desires as well. He puts that desire in you, and if you have not already done that, I would encourage you to do so. I would encourage you, take that time in the Holy Spirit. Take that time and go forward. Say, everyone's asleep right now. This is a great time to have a Holy Ghost party. Woo! Just me and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Holy Ghost party all by yourself. But you're not alone. You're with Jesus, aren't you? If you don't already do that, do that. I encourage you to do that. Let everyone go to bed. Then when the house is quiet, get up. Get up. Go meet with him. Go in the secret places with him. Say, I'm here. Hey, you may have to go into, the, into your closet. You may have to go into the bathroom. You may even have to go into the garage. But there's some place you can go. There's always some place you can go. You may have to go into your walk-in cabinet. I don't know, your pantry or something, if you have one big enough. I mean, there's always some place you can go. Say, so there's some place. I see wheels spinning going, where can I go? Where can I go? Car. You can always go in the car. You can always go someplace. But the Lord will meet with you there. Do you know that the more that you do that, the more that he expects you to meet him there? And as you do that, the more revelation you start getting. You know, the Holy Spirit is very he's sensitive. I said that this morning, sensitive. And so as we make room for him and not, and not grieve him, you know, he comes to expect certain things. He, he's there before you because he's anticipating your arrival. He's anticipating your arrival. Woo! You know, when you get married, you know, when you get married, you know, and, and, and the groom is anticipating the arrival of the bride, just waiting at the altar and everyone can see how he's just anticipating for those doors to open up for the arrival of his bride. Think about the Holy Spirit anticipating your arrival. Oh, it's the same. Oh, yes. Yes. Hallelujah. So though an army may encamp around me, my heart shall not fear because I go into the secret place. For I wait for things to be quiet and then I go slipping out. Psalm 35, 1 says, David contended of the Lord, and he said of those, he said, O Lord, contend with those who contend against me and fight against those who fight against me. You know, if, if you're, you're experiencing some warfare right now, we all experience warfare from time to time. The Lord is fighting for you. Say, the Lord is fighting for me. I have no need to fear. There's no room for fear. The Lord is fighting for me, for you, for your loved ones, for your family. For he's given you fuel, he's given you ammunition, he has given you tools, he's given you all that you need for life and for godliness, has he not? Oh yes, he has. Today I decree a divine enlightenment over your eyes right now, over the eyes of your spirit, that you will hear what I'm saying and you will receive these words and that you will be marked out. Say, today I'm going to be marked out for good. Marked out for good. I I'm not leaving the same way. Father, thank you. We're not leaving the same way. Deuteronomy 3:22 says, "You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord who fights for you. See, it is the Lord who fights for me. 
Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's go over to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for me, who can be against me? Come on, you've been in a Holy Spirit-filled, godly presence, worship service. God has shown himself to you. He has poured his self over you, in you, through you. If God is for you, who can be against you? You've been filled. Dunamis power is yours. You've been filled. Exousia is yours. The, the authority of the Lord in every way of that word. And in, in every way that it, that word is defined, it's yours. It's yours. I decree a wake up. I decree a wake up today. Wake up. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up, you need this. Wake up, you need this. Turn to your other neighbor and say, wake up, I think you need it more. Wait, I think you need it more. Come on, we love speaks. I always tell you love speaks. Love speaks, right? So wake up. Wake up, neighbor, you need this more. Let's pay attention. <laughs> so if God is for us, who can be against us? Jesus, you're for me. Jesus, you're for us. Therefore, no one can be against us. He, verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not be with him? How shall he not with him also freely give us how many things? How many things? All things. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. That's a good plan. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought there was something that was going on in your life that you were concerned. So concerned, it was robbing you of your joy. So concerned, it was robbing you of peace. Uh-uh. He shall freely, he freely gives us all things. All things. Hallelujah. Say, I have all things in Christ. Verse 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who shall bring a charge against... Are you God's elect? Yes, you are. You are God's elect. You are God's chosen vessels. He says, I have put my spirit on the inside of you. He says, I've put my spirit on the inside of you. He says, I call you mine. He said, the blood that Jesus shed on the cross for you was enough. It was abundant. It was sufficient. And so therefore now, 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 since all things are been made, have been made possible for you, all things, all things, who can bring a charge against you? Don't allow a charge to be settled on your, against you. Don't allow it. Don't, don't agree with the, with the enemy. Don't agree with the one that comes to accuse you. Don't agree with it. Why do you agree with it? Why do you let it tear, take, take root? Why do you let it take root in your emotions? Why do you let it, why do you even give it another thought? Why do you even lose sleep over it? Why, why would you even entertain it? The word says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? We've already established that's all of us. Amen. Say amen. amen. That's me. Amen. That's me. Amen. Say it one more time loud. Because it is God who justifies. You know why I have you guys doing that? Why, why I have you? speaking things out of your mouth because there's an activation that happens when you step into faith and when you say things out loud you're stepping into faith you're speaking what the heart is is speaking like you're letting it be known 
You're, you're making it clear, right? Okay. Amen. Let's keep going on here, the next, the next verse. Hallelujah. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, it is also, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I love this. I love this this scripture here because I know that I know that no matter what season I'm in, Jesus is always making intercession for me. He's always making intercession for you. Sometimes you can feel so alone in a, during a trial of life. Sometimes you, can, you know that you're not alone, but you can certainly feel so alone at times. But I'll tell you, you say, self, I'm going to remind myself that Jesus is always making intercession for me. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and he says, I see you. I hear you. You are mine. You are my elect, God's elect, and I am working on your behalf. There is no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper. No way, no how, no way, no how. In the mighty name of Jesus, for I am interceding for you. I'm standing in the gap for you, for those things that concern you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's, let's go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Because, you know, we started this scripture in, first, in Second Kings. And Elisha prayed for his servant's eyes to be opened to the invisible realm. His, he, he prayed. He said, Father. I mean, his servant was all upset, fearful, worried, came, came in this, just this. He, he, was, he was not having a good day. Let's put it that way. Have, you've, you've seen people where they're just beyond anxious. They, they're beyond anxious. It's not them. It's not even them. You can tell. Maybe you know. Maybe you've experienced it too. It's not even you, and you know it. But, but, but Elisha sees his servant in a panic, and, is, and he prays. He prays. And how does he pray? With authority. How does he pray? With specifics. How does he pray? With the solution. He says, Lord, open up his eyes. Lord, open his eyes. Let him see what I see. Let him see what I see. When he saw what God had already provided, it was already there the whole time, was it not? It was already there the whole time it was there. But yet, when Elisha prayed for his servant, what was invisible to the natural became visible even, even in his own sight. His ability to see. God opened up his spiritual wisdom and spiritual insight. He saw. He saw what he couldn't see before. But it was always there. So then I want to ask you a question. For the times that you feel so anxious, so fret, you're fretting over something. Remember, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Ask God to open up your eyes. You don't need an Elisha standing next to you. You don't need a friend standing next to you to pray for you when you can pray yourself. Lord, open up my eyes that I would see what you have for me. Because you said your provision is for a lifetime. His provision is for a lifetime. It is not just seasonal. It's not temporary. God is from the end, from the beginning. He knows it all. He's always with us. He's outside of time. So we get to see, not from our own perspective, but from God's perspective. Say, I get to see God's perspective as I ask him to open up my eyes. And prayer is the vehicle to the supernatural. Would you not say this is a supernatural move of God that happened in the story? Absolutely. 
But would you also not say that you are called to walk in a supernatural lifestyle every day? Absolutely. So what is the vehicle to get to the supernatural lifestyle but prayer? Prayer. Elisha prayed. When you pray, things happen. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray the language of the king. Learn to pray the language of heaven with authority, with confidence, knowing that you are the elect of God. You are the elect of God. Woo, Jesus. Are we at Ephesians chapter 1? Verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you. Say, that he may give to me. What is he going to give to me? The spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. Oh, that he would give me the spirit of wait. You already have it. Wait, why? Wait, why? Because Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. You already have it. But there are times you need to press in and ask him for more, right? The eyes of your understanding. Pray. Pray for the eyes of your understanding. Being enlightened means opened up. Opened up into the spiritual realm. Pastor Steve, you prayed this scripture before we even started service. I, yeah, he prayed that, you know, one in the spirit. God puts us together. In sync in the spirit. God is, he's, he wants to tell you something today. He's, he's speaking to you for those that have ears to hear. He's saying, I will open up the eyes of your understanding that you would understand. You can have knowledge. You can have information. Right? You can have information. Information is good. But when you have understanding of that information, now you understand the nuts, the bolts. You understand the depth. You understand the height. You understand the, what's behind the what. You understand what God is doing. You have understanding. You have wisdom. You have something that you're able to now walk out. You have something that you own. Now you realize, oh, you, let me tell you, the assignments that came against you, they don't have any weight. They don't have the weight they used to have because you have understanding, because you remember what God did for you in the valley. You remember what God did for you in the dry seasons. You remember when it was dead, dry bones, but you looked down and you were devastated and you saw a morgue around you. But then God said, get up and speak. And he gave you understanding. He gave you understanding. And then the dead dry bones came together. And then you looked and you saw. And you saw what you didn't see before. Because he opened up your spiritual sight. He wants to open up your spiritual sight today. And this is something that we get to walk in. As you pray. As we pray, God will do this for us. It's in his word. I just read it to you in 2 Kings. Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. You know, in a day, in an hour of what we are in today with our elections coming, how many know just how much we must have in understanding and wisdom and insight for us to be able to pray even effectively? To pray effectively. To stand when everyone around you it's so full of negativity and fear, wrong reports, bad reports, and they're looking at you. You can't be like them because you're not, you're not. God has given you a backbone. Say, God's given me a backbone. 
I'm standing up even on the inside. Standing up even on the inside. Hallelujah. So the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance, the hope of his calling. He has a calling for you. The hope of his calling for you. The glory of his inheritance, his riches for you. The greatness of his power towards those who believe. This is not for unbelievers. For those who believe. And that's all of us. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. We don't ever come to, to, to play church. It's not who we are. We come to meet you, to worship you corporately. We come to glorify you. We come to fellowship as the body of believers because your word says to do so. And we love that you have said that to us. So grateful, Father. If we think about the Acts Church, how, how so many of them, they were all together, but they were all in one accord. Caring for one another, and God added to their numbers daily. God continued to add to their numbers. God is looking for the one that is sold out. God is looking for the one that is willing to say, Father, I may be planted in Orange County, but Orange County is not planted in me. I, I may be planted here. This is our mission field. This is where God has planted us. But the Orange County mindset is not who I am. It's a Jesus Christ mindset. Come on. Oh, yes, more undignified than this we shall be. For it's the realm of his glory that is upon your life. Your life. You shine his glory. His light coming forth out of you day by day. Yes. Moment by moment. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycopola.org. You can also visit us at Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network TV at www.mwbn.tv. God bless.